At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, this is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street now. There you go. Now here's your host. I'll fight you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. You gotta, you gotta update your phone, man. I'm going by my phone and my computer. 8 a.m. <clears throat> Did the spider farmer give you any issues this morning? I am not sure what that means. I'm lost. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Starts at about the same time, 8 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. You can get it live on Twitch. But you don't have to because the audio podcast is available wherever you download podcasts. Thank you if you've subscribed. I can't even speak. Subscribe to the audio podcast. Thank you. If you follow on Twitch, I prefer you do both. Uh, The idea that I remember the things I say is being talked about right now. Zildjian, who said, did the spider farmer give you any issues this morning? And then I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he writes, yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly. I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Oh, yesterday came suddenly. Short-term memory is shit, he says. Yeah, I, I do not know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, tarantula farmer. Ha, 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 gotcha. 
Hayden thinks I have a beautiful voice. Tell him I love him. Sorry if I swear in front of you, Hayden. Sometimes Mr. Eric, Hayden, says bad words. And you need to know as a young person that when you get uh, older. Wait a minute. Hayden is a girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hayden. Um, I know boys named Hayden. That's why I did that. Mr. Eric is really stepping in it today. This is really bad of Mr. Eric. He is so sorry about that. I want you to have a nice day. And uh, don't ever uh, do anything that Mr. Eric does. Because he's a rotten scoundrel. That's what he is. Screwing this whole thing up. Well, no. Um, I have so much to talk about today. It is it is quite a spectacular day. Um, I, I must be out as close to uh, 10 a.m. as possible. Uh, but uh, still, just plenty of time to settle in and enjoy the ride. One more thing. If you are listening to the audio podcast recorded later on in the day, if you could. This, this is a, uh, a thing that doesn't cost you a dime. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and click the little follow, little purple heart there. Click that thing. It's all you got to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whether you're doing it uh, on your mobile device or your desktop, it is extremely helpful. So thank you. And then you can, as always, uh, be notified when the show goes live and see what's up. You know, you can also uh, darken the screen and still listen to it, all that shit, so that you can get it almost like it's your favorite uh, uh, morning show. Hi. All right. I uh, Bill Simonson has finally gotten tired of being a punching bag. and is lashing out at your old pal Eric Zane. It is about time. I spent the day yesterday on numerous, uh, during numerous moments of exploiting the stupidity. It has has culminated and come to a head with Stafford going to the Super Bowl. And what I mean by this is, you know, the, what he said Mark my words, Jared Goff will win more games with the Lions than Matt Stafford will with the Rams. Well, you know, it took like 11 weeks for the Lions to win one game this year. They had a miserable season. Uh, As much as I love them, it was a a horrible, horrible season. So I've uh, I've been highlighting that in various, uh, various tweets, things like that. One of the things I did was um, I posted that exact quote. And then someone said, oh, my gosh, the folks over at uh, uh, Ice Cold Takes or something like that needs to see this. Now, uh, Ice Cold Takes is they're freezing cold takes. Is a uh, 
spot on Twitter where they take tweets that haven't aged well. And so some nice listener did that, said the folks at uh, Old Takes, it's actually at Old Takes Exposed, but known as Freezing Cold Takes on Twitter, saw Bill's tweet and they uh, and they posted it. Now they have nearly 600,000 people that follow them on Freezing Cold Takes. So that was awesome and uh, made me very, very happy. And then today... Um, Bill, well, maybe not today. He's, he was, he's been on the war path. It, uh, very conveniently, Bill is off this week. He wrote nine hours ago, which is very late. Why are all the washed up not on the air anymore. Hack sports radio slash TV guys in the state of Michigan ripping on me and my huge predictions. Oh, damn it. He's ducking your old pal, Eric. I've got I've to figure out why he would say that about those people. I added, what are you talking about, Bill? You're still on the air. So now this is a very, very fun Twitter war. Uh, and, and my answer to that, because I know he's talking about me in all seriousness. Um, I'm 99.9999% sure that he's just fucking around. You never know. You never, ever know when, I mean, when someone's going to turn on you could be, could be anyone. I mean, I, I do it too. I turn on people at, uh, very, very quickly. I don't think Bill's turned on me. Um, but to in answering the question, why are all the washed up TV, radio... Well, first of all, no one is doing that. It's just me. I'm the only one. So that's a, uh, uh, you know, not an accurate statement whatsoever. No one is making fun of you except for one washed up radio guy and that's me and the reason and in answering your question why is all why are all the why is eric zane making fun of me about my huge predictions well it isn't so much the prediction it's the disgust in your voice when it comes to all things matt stafford it's when the lion fan roots for matt stafford your distaste for them and the contempt in your voice when you are talking about these people. It's hilarious, actually. And I don't ever want you to stop. There's always someone that you're in some war with, some athlete, some coach who sucks, you know? And Matt Stafford is, before Matt Stafford, it was Osmus. Before Osmus, it was Leland. Uh, I don't remember who else. There's probably other people that were involved in this over the years. but That's why. Because you take it so poorly. So thank you. Uh, it's interesting. He doesn't even mention me by name. He won't even give me that pain in the ass. Okay, hang on. I got coffee to drink. You know it's time. Stand by.
It's just a little too cool. It's not nearly as hot as it has to be to be perfect. Hang on. Okay. That's out of the way. That is done. This show happens each and every weekday morning in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. You can uh, reach out to me anytime you want via email. I know that's old school, but that's, uh, that's the way I do it. Eric at Eric Zane. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Brought to you by Shore Liners Striping. All right. Battle lines are being drawn. Big Drew and Jim were a better show than the huge show. Well, all right. That's a matter of opinion. Show does not exist anymore. Megan says it's okay. We'll passive aggressively play with huge. Maybe Zaniac. Uh, Nick says maybe Zaniacs need to call him out on Twitter in a in a faux feud. Well, just know that that might get you banned, and he might take it personally. So just be careful. Make sure you finish your statements with laughy a face, uh, laughy face, or something like that. Or, oh boy, you know. Kate says he's being a huge baby. Zildjian says he never answers. Brady fan 1989 says he hates you. All right. No big deal. I don't let that stuff bother me. Unlike Bill. The Queen of the Forest is uh, coming back uh, today. She uh, takes off from California, flies to Chicago. Um, I think they will be in Chicago at uh, sometime around like four or five Chicago time. And then they have to drive around the bottom of Lake Michigan up to the peninsula, God's country. Back home where she belongs. There is a pile of laundry like you wouldn't believe that has to get done. Um, Yeah, just uh, basic tidying up here. If she walks inside, I mean, I know her. If there's a few things that are done. Not so much. I'm not just looking to make it so she's not pissed. I'm actually looking to make it so that she's happy upon the arrival. I know the path that she takes when she walks into the house. So those areas need to be secure. Uncluttered, clean, sanitized, and such. That is on the docket for today. Things that must happen. Again, the goal is to make your wife or significant other happy. If she walks in and sees a daunting scenario of a stack of laundry to the ceiling, that is a negative. That is potentially losing Pooh Bear points. Yes, I am trained. This is a key to a healthy, happy life. Being a trained animal. I will get that done. With a smile on my face, 
Uh, so that needs to happen. Bedroom needs to be cleaned up, uh, decluttered, mm, bathroom. Okay, all these things have to happen. Problem. There is a massive snowstorm that is setting up right now. And it's a slow mover that's going to affect like 90 million people. Now, I'm pretty sure that they their arrival back here will be just ahead of this thing. And, you know, honestly, on the map, where I am in my portion of Michigan is actually not really in the crosshairs of this one. It's an odd one because normally they blow in from the lake and then where I, I am gets hammered bad. Not this one, though. This one is uh, uh, this cold air is coming in and combining with moisture in the south and forming in a more southerly fashion. Uh, more southern spot on the globe, and then drifting slowly to the northeast. So Michigan will get it, but the Detroit area, southeast Michigan, as opposed to west Michigan. And, okay, in the lore of this state, the greatest state in the Union, the biggest snowstorm that has ever occurred in this state is known as the Blizzard of 78. So many moons ago. And it was devastating. You wouldn't believe the amount of snow. It was. It, it made buffalo snowfalls look like flurries. This one, there's three models. I just spit big time. There's three models that they're looking at, you know. Uh, and, and one model has Southeast getting like 15 inches of snow. The other one has them getting like 22 inches of snow. And another one has them getting 30 plus inches of snow now if that does happen chicago where they're at is also going to get hammered but i'm reasonably sure that they're getting in just under the wire of this thing but my god if detroit gets 30 inches of snow 30 plus inches of snow yikes i know uh the northeast got blasted with that uh, bomb over the weekend that was a real sucker punch uh, in some in some spots, but holy shit! So that is all unfolding as we speak. Now, uh, one of the things I didn't write in the title of this uh, uh, live stream on Twitch is uh, something that's kind of been bubbling under, and that is um, Eric uh, Eric's Michigan commercial driver's license test. I read the shit out of this thing yesterday or Sunday. So I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to take this test. And uh, what do you call it? Um, Justin over at Affordable Limousine and Party Bus has been like, you, I, want you to, I want you to make sure that you get your, uh, um, what do you call it, CDL. And I'm like, yeah, I will, I will. When, when I get a minute, I will, I will, I will, I will. Uh, there's two things. You have to pass the written and you have to pass the practical exam when you are there with a uh, state employee and you're, you're walking outside of the vehicle explaining the nuances of the vehicle and how it works. Uh, you have to get the written done by February 7th. If not, then you suddenly, the law is changing. You have to go to an accredited school. It costs you thousands of dollars. Uh, so they're, they're changing that. So I'm trying to get in and get this done so I can get the damn thing. Why, Eric? Why, why do you need that? I go, well, 
and, and Justin made a great point. He goes, well, you know, I mean, it's just a good backup plan. And if I ever need you in a pinch, uh, you can drive a larger vehicle. I go, yeah, okay. So I've been putting it off, putting it off, even though he's right. And so this was the day to take that test yesterday. So uh, I read uh, a lot. Uh, in order to pass a test, you have to study the section, uh, the introduction. You have to, the, the safe driving, which is 50 pages, just under 50 pages. Uh, how to, what the, all the specifics about transporting cargo safely, transporting passengers safely, and air brakes. So I go into the Secretary of State. I go, I'm ready to take the test. She goes, okay, go to that. Uh, she goes, uh, I had this book with me. She goes, give me the book. Because if you get caught cheating, you're fucked. So I go, well, I'm not going to cheat, but here, you can have my book. I go sit down at, te- at the test station, and right away, the first question is, like, so easy. It's, it's like, uh, you have uh, 50 questions on this test, and it says you need to get 40 right. And I rattle off the first 10, like a bo- 11, like a boss. And I finally got one wrong. I was so disappointed when I got one wrong. So I was like, I'm going to get all these right. I'm going to, I'm crushing this test. And then, uh, right away, the, the like the first question is, uh, is so simple. And it says, uh, it, it was like on the online with, um, uh, 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 tires are made from, uh, a marble B, uh, uh, glass C rubber. It was that stupid. And I'm like, Oh God, this is so idiotic. Why am I even here? Uh, so I thought, well, this is just going to be a piece of cake. So, um, you cannot get, okay. So you have to get 40 out of 50 to pass. And once I got 40, right. Uh, I had like four wrong at that point. So out of the, out of 44, um, I gotten 40, right. And they just stopped the test to go, you passed. Okay, great. And I go, all right, let's go. I just got my CDL. And so I'm getting uh, getting my coat, getting my things, getting ready to leave the little testing station. And then it says, okay, now it's time for this portion of the test. And I'm like, oh, no, there's there's more tests. Shit. Because I was, you know, uh, my anxiety kind of eased, test anxiety eased a little bit as soon as I saw how simple some of those questions were. And I got right into the groove. I'm like, oh, shit, there's, this is a multi-parter. And uh, the second part is all about... Um, it's to get the passenger endorsement, okay? And uh, I think there was 20 questions on this one. And you have to get 15 right. And so I did it. I accomplished it. And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm just so happy that it's over. Thank God. Because even though the questions, I was, I was go- going huge numbers without getting one wrong. I was like, I just don't like it. And uh, there's all sorts of uh, noise at the Secretary of State. You know, it's always awkward. And there's people talking, and I'm and I'm distracted, and and uh, I'm waiting for one of the Secretary of State employees to you know scream somebody down for you know not standing in the right spot or uh, you know not taking their glasses off quick enough to get the fucking eye exam. And, but uh, it didn't really happen. They were all very very nice. So then I'm getting ready to leave, and it says, okay. The thing says, it's time to test you on air brakes. And I'm like, oh, that's right, motherfucker. I didn't get any questions on air brakes. Oh, my God. 
shit. So same thing. I got to get, uh, I think it was a 25 question test. And um, I think I have to get, uh, if I get six wrong, I'm out. I fail. So I get after it. First question, wrong. Oh, no. Go a couple more. Correct, correct, wrong. Like, shit, I'm four questions in. I've already got two wrong. I'm so fucked. I'm fucked. And I was right. I fucked that test up bad. I needed to get six. I couldn't get any more than six wrong. No way, man. I couldn't. Once you get six wrong, you're out. I got 11 wrong. Get my shit and go stand on the big heart. They make you stand on the big heart. They're, they're all about organ donation there. Make sure in the back of your ID, you check that you're going to, you want your heart ripped out of you when you die, which is good, obviously. I support that. And uh, She goes, okay, um, you want to schedule your next test? I go, can I take it right now? She goes, no. No, you can't take it now. You have to wait a day. In the back of my head, I'm like, well, why? Well, they want you to go home and study. Now, I was under the impression that it's like this. I'm like, well, let me just take it again and I'll pass. Because, and, uh, and she goes, are you thinking that, we're, that we would just give you the same test again? I go, yeah. I mean, because they, after you get it wrong, they give you the correct answer. I go, well, uh, that's not it. She goes, no. No, we have dozens of different tests. She goes, you're, you're not going to get the same test. You, you can't take the test uh, in the same day. I go, why? She goes, because we want you to go home and study it. Because we actually want you to learn something. I said, okay. I will. Uh, she goes, you passed the other two segments. So all you need to do is learn your shit. She didn't say that. On air breaks. And she even gives me the uh, certification form. She goes, go home, fill this out. And then read over your air brake section. So I did. I, I take it back. I, uh, boy, the shit they make you learn. Um, just a lot of minutia. Holy fuck. There's a, I even need to learn the air brake system components and location. I, I have to know where the pressure gauge is. And the emergency valve. And the tractor parking brake, which is the blue one. The low pressure warning buzzer and switch. The emergency relay valve. On the track, on the trailers. I got to learn about everything there is to know about air brakes on a tractor trailer. Which I'm not going to be driving a tractor trailer. Dual air brake systems. Which is something, honestly, that has nothing to do with me. It's about five pages. I'm, a, I'm not through with it because the test happens today at 3.50. So uh, I fucked it up. I'm disgusted with myself. Kind of. I mean, if I get it right today, no big deal. Uh, today is the 1st of February. I can take this test every day on air breaks up to February 7th, except for the weekend. All right. So good news, bad news, I guess, you know. You know, I got some of it right. 
Someone, uh, someone, I guess, asked, what are air brakes? Crank says instead of hydraulics, it's controlled by an air compressor. Uh, um, uh, then Amanda says, thanks, Jason. I'm still confused, though. I am, too. I don't know what the advantage is. What are the advantages? I don't know what the advantage is of air brakes over, you know, regular brakes. That's, that's a question that I have. Why do we have this system in place? Why don't we just have it like, you know, the brakes on your car? You would think that that would be a question on the test. What is the fucking point? And I did learn this. When you step on air brakes, it actually takes you longer to stop with air brakes because there's a thing known as brake lag. So if it takes you four seconds to stop uh, in your vehicle... Add about a second and a half on. Because when you step on the air brakes, it takes a, there's so much that goes into the mechanism for the brakes, the air pressure to engage the drums that it slows down the process. Uh, JDB3304 not listening says, so he's going to call and reschedule it for next week. No, dumb, dumb. It's today at 350. They scheduled it right there for me. 350. Nick, who knows a thing or two, says hydraulic is not designed for the weight that you may be. There you go. My question answered. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I did not know that. I have I I I don't care to know. Uh I don't give a shit. I just want to make sure that it stops and I pass the test. Regular brakes would catch on fire. Too much weight. Boy, you guys know your shit. That is awesome. I do know about the importance of gearing down with mountain driving. How about that? I mean, it's flat as a pancake where I live. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, But, uh, yeah, when you're going down a steep uh, decline, you're going to want to... Uh, Let the motor slow you down as opposed to the brakes. Because you don't want those brakes to heat up because when they heat up, what happens, guys? They fail. Crank says, Jason Schaefer says, that's why it's overkill for limo work. All right. So that's what's up concerning that. Thanks again to my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV for sponsoring me on Twitch. They also sponsor my Facebook page. If you could, follow the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then the almighty YouTube. Brought to you by Frank Fuss. My policy shop insurance, 616-914-4070. Come on, Bill. Wake the hell up. So annoying. (laughs) 
It's the only person I know who does that. His outgoing message, you can't leave a message, and it just hangs up on you. Okay. Um, where do I want to go? Madison drama. Uh, you know what? I'll cover it all. I'm going to cover it all. You need to know that yesterday, uh, it was a big day at the gym. Um, team knuckle dragger was on hand. Brian, uh, Andy and Andy's son, Parker, who all listen to the show. Now, Andy is like older than me, but he looks like he's 28 years old. He is in that good of shape. All right. He has the haircut to match team knuckle dragger. He has a Chuck Liddell haircut. If you can picture that shaved all the way around down to scalp and then a little landing strip. Very, very short on top of his head. It is America's ugliest haircut. But that is the type of haircut you wear if you are on a team known as Team Knuckle Dragger or the, uh, or the creator of Team Knuckle Dragger because technically I am part of Team Knuckle Dragger because they gave me an honorary member t-shirt. Well, so 52, 53-year-old guy, horrible haircut, loud, uh, obnoxious as hell, and a t-shirt, wearing a t-shirt, printed on it that says, I just preed a little. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, he is taught, it is written as preed, I preed a little, and that, what if you don't know what that means, I'm, I'm going to explain this for you. And I, I would be, you know, some of you just don't know what that term means. I just preed a little. Preed is short for pre-come. Okay? And so if you say, oh man, I just preed a little. Uh, you're, you're explaining that a little bit of uh, the jizz before the jizz has left your penis. That's what that means. So if you say, I just preed a little, a lot of times it might accompany like, Oh, man, uh, I love that car. I just preed a little. Oh, man, the Lions won. I just preed a little. Oh, man, my wife said she wants to have sex with me. I just preed a little. Okay, there you go. That's the background. Um, so if you say that, you might be like around a bunch of dudes or uh, people you really know well who know your type of humor. Uh, all, the common uh, all the common denominators here are people who know you. Uh, you might say that. You know what a normal person would not do? They would not wear a fucking shirt that says, I just preed a little in public, especially a fucking guy in his 50s. With a, Well, maybe he would, but for sure, most normal people would not. He's walking around uh, the YMCA, a Christian organization, wearing a fucking T-shirt that says, I just preed a little. And I'm like... Oh, my God. Now, to be fair, it's double meaning because he wants you to think it says, I just preed a little. And then when you're about to be <clears throat> disgusted with him, you're going to realize that what it says is, I just PR apostrophe deed a little, which now you have double meaning. If it's, I just PR'd a little, you could say, well, yeah, a personal record, like on the bench press or something. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I get it, but what type of sick fuck surrounded by uh, kids and teenage girls and old people would wear an I just preed a little shirt around the fucking gym, you Chuck Liddell hairstyled looking fuck. Oh my God. Ah. So stupid. Uh, so I see that. I don't, I don't uh, acknowledge the shirt. I see him say hi. And then uh, I don't want to piss him off though, because I had to, um, I had to get help from those boys because yesterday was bench press day and I'm trying to set a record. And the previous record was 175. And uh, where I failed on the air brakes test, I did not fail here. I shattered it. And uh, my new, uh, I just, I did pre a little. I, I just PR'd or pre'd a little yesterday with a new personal best, personal record of 185 pounds. Oh my God. And before that, mile repeats. That's right. Did my mile and two of them. I did a one, uh, one mile warm up, nice and easy. Uh, 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 turned off the treadmill for a minute and a half. Fired it back up. Did two one-mile repeats at about... Eh, they're slow. They're not fast. About eight minutes. It's, for me, it's, uh, I used to do these much faster. I used to rattle off like 10 one-mile repeats at like 625 a mile. Like, boom, boom, boom. So this is just disgusting that I'm so fucking slow. But I still did it. I did do it. I was exhausted. And then it's time. I'm all warmed up now. Let's go bench press. And I bench pressed the shit out of that. 185 pounds. I'm stoked. Well on my way to 200 pounds. Remember, I told you I'm going to bench press 200 pounds this year. I am going to do that. Knocking. Well, I, I shouldn't say knocking on the door because the uh, it's really going to slow down now. It's going to be a slog. Okay. Um, we'll give it a little time to recover. And then I'm going to try 190. I'm going to inch because I went up 10 pounds this time, 175 to 185. And for me, that's unheard of. But I am going to start to inch my way up half uh, five pound increments now from here on out, trying to bench press 200 pounds. Okay. Before that, an absolute catastrophe occurred. And this is funny because uh, I was, uh, I had the earbuds in. And, you know, um, well, you know, my ears are really waxy. And so um, as I'm getting started, I, I look at the, the little rubber things that I go over the actual earbud speaker, and it's, there is so much brown and orange inside of that hole on that little rubber thing that it's blocked. It's like ear meat inside of there, and I go, oh, fuck. So then I, uh, I take the little plug. I don't have the wireless ones. And I, I, I unhook it from the uh, uh, dongle and then slide it. I take the ear thing off, the little rubber thing, and then I slide the thing through. And the little piece of metal that, um, you know, one of these deals. Oh, you can't see it. Sorry. I'm using one of these deals to push through it. And uh, it, it goes through and there's this dark, orange brown 
chunk of earwax on the end of that thing. And it's hard. And I'm like, oh, this is so gross. And it's like a plug. This is terrible. So I like uh, immediately throw it out into the gym on the gym floor. I let them pick it up. And then, uh, okay. So then I put the little rubber thing back on the, the deal. And uh, I, I uh, fire up riding the storm out. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to Ario speed. Let's talk people. Right in the storm. That guy's voice is so high. What's his name? Kevin Cronin. So I can hear the air raid siren getting ready to start. They're getting less song people. And I put the thing in my ear and I'm just getting ready to go. And then I fire up the uh, treadmill and then the, 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 the thing in my ear falls out. It falls out. I go, oh, shit. So uh, I step off the treadmill and I, I grab it and I go to put it back in my ear. And there's no rubber thing on it. So I look down and then there, there's noise in my left ear from the song, but not in my right ear. And then I'm looking down on the ground for the little rubber thing. I'm like, oh, shit, I hope it didn't fall in the gap of the treadmill. So then I'm looking down, looking down, and then it dawns on me. My right ear is muffled. The, the thing is in my ear. The little rubber fucking thing wasn't all the way on the speaker part of the earbud. And when the, it fell out, it stayed in my ear. And it's fucking in there. So uh, my hands are sweaty. My ear is sweaty. And I... I uh, I pull, I go, you know, fingers aren't the best thing to get shit out of ears. So I, I try it anyway and make it worse. I push it in deeper. Okay. It's like pack and fudge in my ear. This thing is in there. And I'm like, motherfucker, you've got to be kidding me. So then I'm like, well, okay. I either get this out or someone is or someone here is going to have to get it out for me or I have to leave it in there and go home with it in there and finish the workout with this in my ear. So I'm like, well, I got to I got to get this out. So I actually stop the treadmill now. And then um, it dawns on me that this thing is a handy tool. This thing that I got the earwax meat out of the inside of the little rubber deal. And I go, okay, I got one shot, mom's spaghetti. And I take it and I, I put it in my ear, this little metal thing, hoping that it's going to hook it. And then I kind of bend it and it worked. I pulled out the thing. I actually, without a mirror, was able to successfully do this and, and get it right in there without, without even looking at it. Now, I could have pushed it in even deeper, but I didn't. And it was great. I was, I was like, yes, I was so stoked about this. Thank God. Holy shit. You know that that's had to have happened many, many times uh, to people over the years, you know? Um, okay. Uh, Wings guy 71 says Eric Zane, professional fudge packer. Rule 10, always carry a knife. Uh you just played operation on yourself is funny. Yes, it is. That's a great joke. 
the wax must have been helping hold it in. Yeah, it was it was bad. Maureen says, okay, my breakfast is in danger of coming up. Uh, in unrelated news, Eric selling candles on his merch store, limited quality. Do you remember, have I, uh, I, I've shown you that video, haven't I, of the guy with the impacted earwax? Yeah, I'm not going to do it again. I, 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 you know, we, we've gone down that road, but the guy was like super old and the amount of wax in there. Talk about a satisfying video. Okay. The amount of debris that was in there and this little device with a suction uh, apparatus to be able to, who Jesus, by the way, the auto mod, um, held the message by wings guy, 71, Eric Zane, professional fudge packer. I allowed it. Uh, yeah, I, I guess if you write fudge packer, the auto mod will, will tell you to not do that. No, I won't. I'm not going to show that video. Some of you have seen it on here already. Um, you know, right now it's in your brain. That's bad enough. Those little hairs that were sticking out of the wax ball, that big uh, uh, plug that came out when he got the, he got the big chunk of it and it just kind of like freed itself from the ear membrane. And it was like making a noise like, Oh, it's incredible. It was almost worthy of masturbating too. I can handle that, but I cannot handle, um, uh, what do you call it? Dr. Pimple Popper that I can't do. Oh yeah. I, I avoid those. Isn't that weird? I can handle one, but not the other. All right. I am so behind schedule. My God. Already. Um, first of all, dear meathead is tomorrow. I learned a new word from rainbow flag. Jeremy pithy. Um, P I T H Y. Avoid the long drawn out multi-layered stories just so that you can break one off in me. Would you just ask a normal question that's not so involved that my dementia patient dad will be like, what? Do you think you can do that? Or do I have to just write, make them all up and write them myself? And I give you a short homework assignment. You know, and I'm more than willing to do most of the heavy lifting. But I did this segment so that you could have fun with it. And maybe uh, work something in from your own personal life to him. And he loves it. And he might even help you. So pithy questions for my dad. So if you're Mike Ball, avoid the stupid ones. Send them along. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I'm on Patreon. Thank you to Ben Christie. The latest member on Patreon. I think that's what his name. I think I've seen Ben on there before. Yes, Ben, I believe has been a member before, but welcome back, Ben. 
He signed up for the $5 a month Patreon membership. I hope you stay with it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've had a very, very good month, actually, on Patreon. Um, Typically, people come and go. At the end of the month, you get a little report. It says, you got 10 new followers and five people quit. That happens. Uh, This past month, zero, zero people left the Patreon. So thank you so much for staying with it. And, uh, you know, I I put my uh, heart and soul into that as I I do this. It is just another platform to send more material for you to check out and listen to during your workday or whatever it is that you may be doing. And uh, P-A-T, P as in Paul, A-T as in Tom, R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It's another way for me to kind of uh, keep podcasting and keep the show funded, keep the roof over our heads, the dogs fed, and the NFK's asshole washed. That's all I'm hoping to do is just keep podcasting for as long as I can. Uh, You subscribing to it and getting the 15 plus hours of content every week helps make that a reality. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also key, the sponsors. Please engage them. Try not to bump ahead because you never know when something funny is going to happen on these. Just kind of relax and uh, enjoy the ride as I talk about the sponsors that I know you hear about a lot. But the point of that is so that when the message meets your need, you will know who to reach out to. For a mortgage, please reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Not sight on scene to hire. Just make him part of your exploratory process when it comes to getting a mortgage. There's, uh, you could basically go to anybody. I know that. But I just want you to include Mario in your search. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. He can help you no matter what state you are in. There are four exceptions. Oh, Hawaii, Alaska, Maine, and South Carolina. All right. So there you go. My Policy Shop Insurance is the business run by our beloved Frank the Tank Fuss. Okay, today I am talking Medicare. He is the guru on Medicare Advantage programs. You might be like, Eric Zane, I am not even close to 65 years old. Okay, that's fine. There's probably someone in your life who is about to turn 65 or is currently 65 and in utilizing the Medicare system, a terrific program. Um, But there are things to know about it. So what I want you to do on behalf of your loved one is say, hey, Frank can give you a Medicare checkup and make sure that you are getting everything out of the Medicare program that is entitled to you, you know, because you pay into it for your entire working life. You're damn right you need the best of medical care, and you should. You should get it. But if you don't uh, have the right things, uh, you know, right T's crossed and I's dotted and boxes checked, you could be screwing yourself right in the butthole. That was the case with the NFK. Whoever set up my brother-in-law's Medicare policy all those years ago did it wrong. And so I had to get a Medicare checkup from Frank. And he goes, yeah, dude, uh, your brother is missing out on plenty of things that he's entitled to. Let me help you. Oh, thank God we did. This massive surgery that he just had would have cost him a lot of money. It doesn't cost him a dime now. Thanks to Frank. My point is, If someone in your life is uh, utilizing the Medicare system, 
just say to them, um, you need a Medicare checkup. This is free. I'm going to put you in touch with Frank Fuss. They're going to be, I don't know, man. It's perfect the way it is. It might not be. And this doesn't cost you anything. And it takes you about five to 10 minutes of your time. 616-914-4070. Call or text. Say, Eric Zane sent me. Uh, uh, me or a loved one needs a Medicare checkup. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Full House Comedy has venues all around West Michigan. If you want to go see a comedy show and support Big Dick Donnie Veltman, go to the website fullhousecomedy.com. Jimmy Kimmel's uh, well, the more talented of the uh, of the Kimmel offspring is in town this weekend. That would be Jill Kimmel. Uh, appearing at uh, the various Full House comedy venues for several days this week. If you'd like to see Jill Kimmel, go to fullhousecomedy.com. We had some drama in the household yesterday. I had to put on my parenting hat. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, one of the big problems I have with uh, parenting and saying things that, uh, you know, make you feel like a dick is the guilt. The guilt afterwards. I, I think that pervades all throughout my life. Whenever anything happens, I'm always guilty. I always feel like, fuck. But I'm learning, just shut up, let them figure it, let, let somebody figure things out after you uh, give your input. This is the scenario. The variables in this. Two-tiered. My lovely daughter, Madison, uh, has been dating this nice young man who I really like him. His name is uh, Elijah. Just a sweetheart. I, I really like him. Um, all I know is that uh, while Madison has been here, these two have agreed that now is not the time to be in a relationship. And, uh, okay, so when that came up, I was expecting... Madison to be throwing herself on the ground and uh, I mean, just to, to be terrible. I mean, we have talked many times about the overreaction uh, that is, that has taken place uh, whenever, um, whenever things don't go her way. Hello. But she handled it uh, like an adult. And I go, oh, well, what's going on? She goes, well, and there's a couple specifics. Um, I mean, uh, young people today, I'm learning, 
Um, they're all very aware about uh, their own brains and their mental health. And that's a good thing. So these two, uh, I guess, aren't feeling it and their their brains aren't quite, I don't know, I have no idea. I mean, I, I cannot relate to this because when I was that age and I wasn't feeling it, um, in order to fix this, all you do is screw. And uh, I don't know, maybe that isn't in play, but uh, I know that if Diana and I, because I, when I was Madison's age, Diana and I were dating and we were having uh, tons of sex. So um, nowadays, young people get in touch with their feelings and they break it down and they have long discussions and then they agree to go their separate ways in hopes of one day getting back together. But the way you do it when you're old school, like me, is when you have weirdo feelings about the relationship, you put your mouth on her vagina and you go, and then it all works out. Uh, but I don't know, maybe that is not a thing that people do these days, but um, that's the way we did it. And we've been together for 33 years. So I think the world is a little differently these days, but back then, it was like, hey, um, Diana would say, I, I think we need to talk. I, I'm not sure about the relationship. And I would say, yeah, you know, I, I'm feeling it too. I think we need to talk. And the next thing you know, um, there, her body is covered in semen. It's just, it's, it's just, it looks, she looks like a toaster strudel. And my face is glazed and my hair has fluids in it and it's all matted to one side. And we have bruises because uh, I have bruises because she's been pinching me ridiculously. And uh, her feet are cramped from her toes curling. And um, her butthole has my spit on it. That's how it works. And it, it seemed to work out. I, you know, I, what can I say? All right. I don't think they do that nowadays. I mean, maybe that isn't in the game plan. That's not my business. These are adults. But uh, Sweet Madison is uh, she's like, yeah, uh, we're we're uh, we're taking a break, and then uh, she says. Mom said you guys took a break. Now, this is the second time I've heard this in a month. The first time she said this, I responded the same way. With, what the fuck are you talking about? We have never, ever taken a break. And uh, the first time it came up, she goes, no, I, I think we did. It was when uh, we were apart in college. I go, Dinah. That has never happened. Never. I mean, she's not sure. And I'm like, come on, man. She goes, it's been so long. I just don't remember. I go, well, that's ridiculous. That is fucking bullshit. Um, so, Kate, shut up. She says adults, but pay for my school. Would you? Would, why don't you? Did you 
fucking talk to Kenny or something before you join the show today. I think that's a 10-minute timeout. I'm watching you. She says it again to Madison. And then, uh, so I call her up and I go, yeah, that you, you keep saying this and we have never had a break. What the fuck is going on here? Uh, Field Not Found says, Kate didn't say anything that wasn't true. Okay, it was snarky. You're right. It was a snarky comment and now you are joining her. She will be out of the bin before you. Shut the fuck up. So I, get, I make it clear to die and I go, we have not taken a break. That's, that's absurd. And she's still maintaining that. And I go, okay, you got to stop. That has never happened. So I deal with that. And then Madison uh, makes it clear what's going on. Now, prior to that, when they were still boyfriend, girlfriend, She says, Dad, um, can you loan me $100? She's got like 80 bucks to her name. I go, why? Um, and she says, well, I want to get uh, Elijah a birthday gift. And I go, well, that's too much money. You don't have that type of money. And she goes, well, yeah, but he really wants concert tickets for some fucking concert. Uh, and uh, she, she's like, um, I'm like, no, I, I, that's, that's too much. You, you know, I'm sorry. You're not really in a position to spend that type of money. It's a little, it's just inappropriate. I, 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 I don't want to do that. I mean, we're trying to pay for your school here. Uh, that, that for you to do that is, is just not, it's just, it just doesn't work. So then, okay, that was that fast forward yesterday. She comes downstairs and she says, um, and she says, hey, um, the school gave all Hope students a $250 grant. I go, they did? And she goes, yes. And they, they have a check. And I, I, I just got it. Can I use that check, $100 of that check, um, to buy a birthday present? And I go, okay, uh, this is even more involved. First of all, no. Why? Now I go, well, you, you, I guess you can do whatever you want, but uh, you need to know that that's money that goes towards your education for starters. Okay. And, uh, number two, even if you had, uh, if you had gotten that money, I would encourage you not to spend that type of money because you just don't have that type of money. You spend that money when you actually have the money. Because well, what does it matter? I mean, I st I'm not really spending any of my money. I go, what do I have to do to get through to you that just because you get money, that doesn't mean you go and spend it, okay? If you get extra money, wouldn't it be nice to just hang on to it or spend it on something that's actually important, like your education, instead of spending $100, which is way too much fucking money when you don't have any fucking money, on something like that? And... uh and then she looks at me and I go, and you know what? I go, frankly, it would be inappropriate if you spent that much money on him if he was your boyfriend. And I go, and no offense, but he's not your boyfriend anymore. So that's not a good idea. 
And she turns her, and then, oh, man, that was it. That was the tough love moment right there. Her eyes get to be the size of, like, slits. She's stink-eyeing me, and she doesn't say a word and turns around and walks. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm fucking dead. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm like, okay, I feel bad. But I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't aggressive and I wasn't loud or obnoxious. I just told her oh, that this is, how, this is what I think is, is, is what's up. And, uh, so then um, that moment passes and I don't say a word. I don't text her. I don't open the door. I don't say shit. Um, Amanda says, hey, go get a job, Madison, and do what you want with your money. Yeah, she does DoorDash, but still, it's not, it's my point in all this is just because you work and you have $50 in your checking account, you have to spend appropriately to the amount of cash that you have, exhausting your funds for something like that when you have a boyfriend is not appropriate. If it's not your boyfriend, it's doubly not appropriate. And so she's pissed. And then uh, she sends me a text and it's like, I'm not mad about the money. I'm mad that you put that in my face. And I said, well, I didn't put it in your face. I just told you what's up. That's not putting it in your face. If I had pointed my finger and aggressively told you to, you know, that you're crazy or some shit like that, that's different. But I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. And this is huge because I normally am like, I'm sorry. But I didn't. I didn't say shit. And uh, she came back around, and uh, that was it. And then a short time later, that, that check is, is on the island in the kitchen, which is like the, the Eric spot. She has now relinquished it, signed it over. I will then uh, use it to, and it's funny because the day before she said, I need a textbook. And I said, okay, how much is it? She goes, a hundred dollars. I go, okay, we're going to buy the textbook, buy her the textbook. So then a day later to suggest that she's going to take a $250 grant from the school and use a hundred of it to go buy a fucking uh, a ticket for a techno concert so they can drop the beat and whatever. Uh, no, fuck that. That money goes back into your education fund. Chris, who's going to eat 10 minutes, says, just get a student loan and buy whatever you want, like a house. Yeah, you know what? That was a stupid thing. That was a stupid thing. But I did it, and I paid it back. So uh, thy dick you shall suck, dumbass. Uh, in order to be fate to uh, fair to Kate, I said fate. I wanted to say fate to care. Fair to Kate and whoever the other dumb shit is. I think you will be spending a little time in the bin. Enjoy that. You seem angry today. That's not angry. That's firm with my uh, subjects. Do you want to join Chris, Kate, and whoever that other person was? Heavy on the hammer today? Watch yourselves. Watch yourselves. 
She's doing it all wrong. She needs to sneakily withdraw from her classes, get the refund check, then spend all that money on her ex. Fuck. My God, I will never forget that moment when I signed Jim up for all those classes at the local community college. And then like a month and a half later, I happened to go to the mailbox. And, you know, people who when you pull the mail out and you, you know, right away, what's money, what is behind that envelope, just the way, the way it feels, the way the window is and the way, and some of them, it even says pay to the order of, and then your address. So I get that check out and it's from Grand Rapids community college. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I open it up right there at the mailbox and it's for like $4,000. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then it says in the memo, full withdrawal refund, which means because if the classes start, you don't, you get a percent, you only get a percentage of that. You don't get the full thing. So he, I had, I, Hey buddy, you're all signed up for your classes. You're going to do great. Okay. Thanks dad. Smell you later. Hangs up immediately withdraws. Oh, holy shit. Chris writes, just tuning in at the gym and I forget to put headphones in. And of course, the first line that flies out of the phone speaker is thy dick. You shall suck. <laughs> Wings guy 71 says, if she asks you to help her build a solar system model model, you'll definitely know something is up. Yeah. God, that was incredible. Famous. Famous moment. The lengths that he went to to throw me off the trail has trained me well. Now, Madison hasn't tried to pull anything. She's way too honest. As far as I know, maybe she's the least honest. But the fact that she approached me about that money, she could very easily, because the check was made out to her, she could very easily have just deposited that. And done whatever the fuck she wanted with that money. The fact that she's so sweet. I think that's what I'll do. Now that the dust has settled from this. I need to approach her. And tell her how sweet it is. That she like brought it up. In the way that she did. Her brother would not have done that. He would have just taken the money. And said fuck you man. I'm going to go get some new vape supplies. Or buy some pot. Or something like that. Alright. Uh. Let's see. Amanda says, I got a letter from Central Michigan University, where her daughter, I believe, attends, saying, here's your $10,000 parent loan. If you want the money back or reject it, let us know. And I said, nope. Nope, it's got to go to school. Okay, I got you. So it went right there and paid them. Yeah, that's that's smart. Um, All right. We had drama yesterday. Before I get to the Rogan stuff, I am going to get to the Rogan stuff. Uh, I'm going to play the whole thing. Rogan's response was, um, let me just say, get get it out in front of it. One of the uh, quickest ways and expertly done responses to shut this down and put this fire out. And I think that he realized that this is starting to get to a point where it's going to get out of control. 
And he did a good job. This is really excellent by him. Um, but yesterday, uh, so here we are um, with the NFK. There's always a different, uh, a different um, uh, update. And um, okay, when it comes to the hygiene, the unwillingness to take care of himself on many levels. First of all, medically, again. If he was not, if his brother had not died, he would be in so uh, such bad shape because he wouldn't be going through all these steps to get this cervical spine surgery. It just wouldn't happen, and and we wouldn't be aware of it because we don't live with him. We would probably only see him once or twice a year. But because he's in the household, the combined efforts of Eric and Diana making him go to the doctor, we determined this spinal injury because of the stenosis. And now that has been repaired. And now he will, we, he has stopped the process of slowly damaging his spinal cord. And there is spinal damage. Um, he might get some mobility back. But my point is, he never would have explored this on his own, ever. Um, so there's that. The whole business about f- uh, fish like a foot. Um, I'm sorry foot like a fish. I mixed that up because I'm an idiot. Um, the amount of uh, uh, absurd callus on there. Lately, when I get him out of the shower, um, I put this medicine on that his foot doctor gave him that he would never put on. So I scrub his feet every day that we take a shower. And then I put this medicine on it and put his sock on over it so that it eats into the foot and destroys all the callus so that his foot can be normal. We have on a grand scale have been slowly but surely getting him to take care of himself, but it requires us still um, kind of um, treating him like a child. And that's just the way it is. Okay. Reminders about the shower, him trying not to shower, him lying about taking showers. These are all real things. You add into it the uh, surgery. He can no longer shower himself for extended time. I have to do that. We've talked about that. No big deal. Um, so yesterday, though, the day is getting on a little bit. And I go approaching him to give him medicine at like 4 p.m. And he goes, hey, uh, can we just not take a shower today? And uh, it, his last shower was on Friday. He's already a day late. And now right away, I, and I pause. I don't say anything, and I'm just looking at him. And I go, okay, he's going to try to get out of this. Don't let him. And I said, why? Just like that. And I'm staring at him. So now he's got to an answer. And he goes, well, um, and I'm holding the medicine. And he looks and he sees the medicine in my hand. And his response is, because I'm taking my medicine. Now, that doesn't make any sense. So I know he's just come up with that because he's seen me holding his medicine. I go, what does that have to do with you taking a shower? Well, the medicine, um, you know, it makes me feel better. And uh, I don't want to go and then take the medicine and feel better and then not feel good from a shower. I go, I don't understand the correlation. What about a shower makes you not feel better? Well, you know, moving around. And I said, you've told me several times that if you move around, you feel better. I'm confused. And I'm looking at him just like this. It's like talking to a kid. And he goes, And he realizes he's got nothing. So when he stops talking, I said, no, we're going to take a shower. You need a shower. 
and uh, we have to do this. So I'm going to eat my meal. I have spaghetti on the table. And then I'm going to give you a shower. It's not a big deal. All you have to do is stand there. And that's true. All he has to do is go in there, rip off his clothes, get in the shower, and then I wash him. I've got gloves on, scrub his head, the loofah, scrub uh, non-existent pecker between legs, asshole, body, not in that order. Wash rags, soap, scrub his face, rinse them all off, get out, dry them all up his, all up and down his legs, get his clothes on, sit him down, put the medicine on his feet, put his sock on. So, perfect. We do all that. Now, lately, um, the he has never brushed his teeth since he's lived here. Ever, ever. And like I said in an earlier podcast, his teeth are in remarkably good shape. I don't see evidence on the gum line of like disease and pulling back of it to expose the roots, which is remarkable. He's a fucking freak of nature because he chews tobacco. Now they're brown, but I think it's brown because of coffee and tobacco. Um, but they don't look as horrible as I thought they would. So when I got them there, I then get the toothbrush. I go open, brush it. So I'm getting ready to do that. And I go, look, I need it because we have bonded on an unbelievable level in the last two weeks. Really have. Um, and so I said to him, I go, um, okay, now I want to bring this up with you. Um, if your teeth fall out of your head, it's going to be terrible. And there's all sorts of related health problems that go with uh, failing mouth care. I go, and it's bad enough that you put tobacco in your mouth. Uh, and chew, you know, I, I could just show you the picture of that guy. Who's the dude? Uh, wasn't there a film reviewer who had his face cut off? Was it Siskel and Ebert? Which guy? It was. Uh, which one? I don't know. I think they're both dead. Siskel mouth cancer. No, it was Robert Ebert or Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert uh, cancer it was horrible. Yeah. Here you go. This guy had uh had, had fucking mouth cancer and then they 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 carved him up to look like one of those fucking uh uh old school Animated things like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What are they, uh, Rankin Bass? That's a bad look. Oh, shit. They, like, basically cut off his jaw and left the face on. This is what he looked like before. After. Oh, shit. I go, dude, um, we got to, I'm going to, uh, we need to start brushing our teeth in the morning, in the evening, every day. And he goes, well, I go, you can shave. I know you can brush your teeth. And he goes, well, let me try it right now. I go, yeah, that's a good idea. And he did. He brushed his fucking teeth right there. I go, incredible. I go, all right, you got it. You got it. Now I'm going to leave this, this, this is called a toothbrush and this is called toothpaste. I'm going to leave them in your bathroom. You brush your teeth in the morning and you brush your teeth at night. That's it. No exceptions. Okay. Okay. Did he do it today? Probably not. Uh, so I'm going to have to remind him. But uh, So now 
I'm telling you, I am really, I'm really stoked about the prospects for this guy. Uh, Amanda says, don't forget to floss. We got to walk before we can run. We'll, we'll get to that. Everything is eased in slowly. Uh, there's no way he can floss. I would have to do that. And I, I would, I would do that for him. Um, but this guy, he's got a fighting chance now um, at some type of, uh, I mean, the fact that uh, all these things are falling into, into place for him is, is really excellent. Uh, if I could just get him to not eat uh, so ho- so horribly. But then again, I don't know. I mean, it appears like it doesn't affect him because his blood pressure is perfect. His cholesterol is perfect. How the fuck is this guy even alive? I'm telling you, had he taken uh, care of himself, uh, he'd be like Bo Jackson, you know? Had he just even taken care of himself half fifty uh, percent better than what he had leading up to uh, today, uh, he would have led the NFL in rushing ten years straight. Uh, you know, and probably uh, led the league in home. He'd have been a two sports, maybe a three sports star. Fucking remarkable. He laid tons of pipe. The whole deal. All right. Let us get into Joe Rogan. I I could have gotten into this yesterday, but I wasn't even aware it happened until like after the podcast. Uh, Because the image I saw of them playing uh, with the sound down, I thought it was them playing his uh, uh, video from when he had COVID, when he said he threw the kitchen sink at it. Now, uh, do I think that Joe Rogan is um, absolutely wrong by the whole ivermectin thing and the whole nonsense about uh, fake treatments that don't do anything. Yes, and I think he's wrong to have suggested that they work. Okay, because I think, and that's probably my biggest problem with Joe Rogan. That moment in time, because of uh, uh, the amount of people that that are... Stupid enough, remarkably, to say, yeah, it's good enough for him. I'm going to do that and think that just because he didn't die, that it must work. And and that's uh, that's probably my big issue. Is it the end of the world? No. Uh, are these stupid people to begin with who would even try doing something that Joe Rogan tells him? Yes. Does it matter if they're even alive? No, not at all. Not at all. They're they're stupid. They're Darwin Award winners, to be sure. Okay. Um, but the business about, uh, either Neil Young or Joe Rogan, you can't have both. I'm like, well, this is bullshit. I didn't like that at all. Well, Rogan has spoken about this and I think he hit it out of the park here. So let's get after it. He takes his time in, in describing all this stuff too. Um, here you go. This is Joe Rogan. Hello, friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, The podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation. That's true. And you did. 
I mean, that is true. That that part is true. You can't deny that. Okay? Because of what I just said. Specifically about two episodes. I'm not even talking about the two episodes. He's talking about the two episodes. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about with these two episodes. But anyway, he's going to explain. Maybe that is the case. But for me, my problem is what I already told you my problem is. He says everybody else has a problem with these two episodes, and he's going to explain what's up. A little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two. One with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist, and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that... Mainstream narrative I have a problem with. It should, it should be what is actually true and correct. Okay, mainstream narrative are words that insinuate that some kind of fucking story, which it's not. Those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation. Why doesn't every home in the U.S. Fuck! Have solar panels. The number one reason is not about sunlight, weather. Shut up! The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID. That's bullshit. Because right away, when they tested those vaccines, you remember all the stories about so-and-so is 90% effective. This vaccine's 89% effective. So- that's that's not really true. You would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain. Pl- no one who, when this was all starting to unfold, believed that anything was one hundred percent effective. No one. So him saying that is a, kind of a stretch. Platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, "I don't think cloth masks work," you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. Okay. What he's referring to, though, is the amount of when the virus changed, the need for the masks changed. That's what and what he's also uh, not thinking about is the fact that a lot of the things that uh, we picked up is because we picked up because of more knowledge. Okay, Um, so I, I don't necessarily I think that those are two things that are. Yes, they're true, but to assume that that's uh as dangerous of a thing to say as things that he's portrayed on his podcast, I, I don't think that that's uh, quite the same, you know? If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned. Is that, is that for sure? Do we know where, where this came from? Or, is that, or has that idea just been floated? I, I don't. He's making it sound like... That's the way it is, which is not true. We're openly discussed by the... He doesn't know. No one knows. Those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. And that's the problem. When Rogan lets these people on, they say they're right. But he doesn't have anybody in there to say, well, now, wait a minute. 
It's just him doing an episode and then it fades off into oblivion. And then whether someone else sees the following episode with someone who's an expert to counter that, we don't know because you might miss it. He needs to have people in there to actually have the discussion right then to look these crazy fuckers in the face and say, that's bullshit. And here's why. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective. That's even ones that are full of shit and you act like it's true. One of the reasons why I had Sanjay Gupta on, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who I respect very much, and I really enjoyed our conversation together. He has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, he is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on. I think what a lot of people want to know about Rogan is, what do you believe, Joe Rogan? What do you believe? On, who is uh, a vaccine expert. I'm interested in finding out what is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. Now, because of this controversy... Yeah, well, tell us what the facts are. Tell us what you think the facts are. You have all these experts on. Can you form a fucking opinion and tell us what's up? And there, I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with these controversies, but... Uh, Neil Young has removed his music. Yeah, I think he's kind of a pussy because he lets everybody do the heavy lifting for him. He lets everybody come in and spew their shit, whether it's on one side or the other. And then he doesn't say anything. The only person I really want to hear from is hear what you have to say. Uh, I, I, I want to hear what you think. After all of this, certainly you formed an opinion. And, uh, I mean, come on, say something. What are you doing? Music from the, the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, uh, Nils Lofgren is other people. I'm, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I, 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 I most certainly don't want that. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. I'll tell you a story at the end of this about that. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the correct people consensus of experts, which I think is very important. This surprises me. His willingness to do this. I'm very, very surprised at this. Sure. Have that on there. I'm very happy with that. Um, also, I think uh, if there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh, have more experts with differing opinions. Not tell uh, fake cures for uh, COVID. That's something you could do better. Opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Uh, I would most certainly be open to doing that. And uh, I would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts. In the I still can't get over how round this guy's head is. That is a perfect head. Look at that. Not a bump on it. Holy shit. That is the, the head of an evil genius right there. That is fucking Lex Luthor. Luthor. Mr. Luthor. We'll see. Um, you know, I do all the scheduling myself and uh, I don't always get it right. 
this, these podcasts are very strange because they're just conversations. And oftentimes I have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I sit down and talk to people. And that's why some of my ideas are not that prepared or fleshed out because I'm literally having them in real time. There you go. Perfect example right there. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, about anything on his show. He has no clue about anything. He's come. Joe Rogan is completely in the dark about everything. He has no idea about any topic. He doesn't even know about elk meat. He forgets it all. He doesn't even know what MMA is until they start talking about it. Um, but I do my best. And they're just conversations. And I think that's also the appeal of the show. It's one of the things that makes it interesting. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And the people who watch me have no idea about anything. Um, so uh, I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time. Uh, and I'm very sorry that this is happening to them and that they're taking so much heat from it. And so now the, the Neil Young story. <laughs> when I, 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 first of all, I'm not mad at Neil Young. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. I've, what the fuck? Why are you not mad at Neil Young? When did, when did this guy become such a fucking pussy? You must be mad at Neil Young, you asshole. You need to fucking make this guy pay. I'm not mad at Neil Young. You dick. Neil Young started the whole thing. Fuck. When I was 19, I was a security guard at a place called Great Woods in Mansfield, Massachusetts. It's a, an outdoor concert amphitheater. And Neil Young was playing there. And that was the last day I worked there. I quit during the Neil Young concert. Um, the job was kind of crazy because there was a lot of times it was fights broke out and stuff. And I think I probably got like 15 bucks an hour and I was not about to get beat up for 15 bucks an hour. So I would bring a hoodie with me whenever I worked. So in case the shit hit the fan and it got too crazy, I would just put my hoodie on and leave and cover my security outfit, my security shirt. So one day during a Neil Young concert, there's a, the amphitheater, the way it's set up is there's a covered area outside that has seats and then there's a lawn area behind it. And the lawn area during the Neil Young concert, they got a little rowdy. It was cold out. And he needs braces. Would somebody tell him to get some braces? They started bonfires. So they had these raging fires on the lawn, and we were supposed to go and put these fires out and stop them. So we tried for a little while, but then brawl started breaking out, and it started getting crazy. Jesus. And I was like, fuck this. So I put my hoodie on. I zipped it up. And uh, I left and I drove home. And as I was driving home, I was singing, keep on rocking in the free world. That was my last day on the job. I don't even think that's I it. Collected my last check. I thought you said this is a good story. You fucking quit while Neil Young was playing. Uh, that's your fucking story. I thought you were going to tell me you met him. So no, uh, no hard feelings towards Neil Young and definitely no hard feelings towards Joni Mitchell. I love her too. I love her music. Chucky's in love is a great song. Uh, oh, someone told you to say you don't know. And no one knows her songs. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't know what else I can do uh, differently other than. If you want to eat. Fuck! You've got to try Cachava. Cachava is the world's. Maybe try harder to get people with uh, differing opinions on right afterwards. I do think that that's important. And with them, with them while you're doing it. And, uh. And do my best to make sure that I've researched these topics, the, the controversial ones in particular. <laughs> make sure I research. He's saying it right there, people. 
This guy doesn't know shit about shit. Have all the pertinent. Oh my God. Before I just yeah, I would say having an idea of what you're talking about might be a good idea, Joe Rogan. Gustum. Again, I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying. This guy, Joe Rogan, is the dumbest man who doesn't sound dumb in America. He is so stupid, but sounds remarkably together. But trust me, this is a stupid fucking human being. Trying to be holy shit. I've, I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. Oh, shut I mean, up! Planet, I can't believe. I'm it's sick and tired of this shit. It was. Never... I'm sick and tired of you telling me. Yeah, I'm just having a conversation. Shut the fuck up. You know what you're doing. Really, an idea that I had. I, I the. The podcast started off as just fucking around with my friends and having fun and talking. And then when it became popular, other people wanted to come on. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to talk to that person. If I ever am lucky enough to have one tenth of his audience, I am never going to say I was just fucking around. Okay. I'm going to say I was fighting for my fucking life, trying to get people to listen. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Person, oh, he's interesting. Oh, she's got a cool book out. And then, boom, it's become what it is today, which is like some out-of-control juggernaut that I barely have control of. Uh-huh. So sure. my pledge to you is that I will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. I don't want to just show the the contrary opinion to what the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of quit using the word narrative asshole opinions so that we can all figure out what's going on. And and not just about COVID, about everything, about health, about fitness, wellness, the the state of the world itself. Um, It's a strange responsibility to have this many viewers and listeners. It's very strange. And it's nothing that I prepared for. And it's nothing that I ever anticipated. I am going to do my best in the future to uh, balance things out. I'm going to do my best. But my point of doing this is always just to create interesting conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ones that I hope. This, this video could have been one minute long. People enjoy. So if I pissed you off, I'm sorry. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, thank you. That's a half apology, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank He's not sorry for anything. He's counting his money. Thank you to Spotify. Thank you, all the supporters. And, and even thank you to the haters because... It's good to have some haters. It makes you reassess what you're doing and put things into perspective. And and uh, that's bullshit too. It's not okay to have haters. Fuck haters. Haters need to die. I hate you, Joe Rogan. I think I think that's good too. All right. Uh, much love to you all. Thank you to everyone. Um, and uh, I'm gonna do my best. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I don't hate Joe Rogan at all. I think he's uh, he's he's fantastic. Uh, he's full of shit on a lot of that, and he does an excellent job at make it, making it seem like he is not full of shit in any way. I said that before, but uh, and uh, I see the uh, comment. I wonder if Spotify made him do this. Absolutely, that absolutely happened. I can promise you. Okay, 
And they said, make it seem like you just did it spur of the moment out in your backyard, you know, and just talk for 10 minutes and, you know, talk in circles and do give it the Joe Rogan treatment so that these people will leave me the fuck alone. You know, I'm sick and tired of aging boomer rockers busting my balls, you know. Uh, Chris says before he left, he said, I've got no rules. Don't have to apologize to anyone. It's my rules, etc." Did he? I didn't hear that. Uh, if you have a $100 million contract, does it matter if you get fired? Fuck no. Fuck no. I, I think he's just having fun and enjoying this. Like he does a very good job of, uh, putting a fine point and diverting the attention He's very good at that. He's, he's eloquent. He speaks terrifically. And it seemed very uh, uh, natural for him to uh, uh, weave that whole line of bullshit about, uh, yeah, just be, you know, I just bring in other people, but you can hear it if you pay attention to how he believes. He's a fucking QAnon kook is what he is, okay? Uh, him to say, yeah, it's just a different opinion from the mainstream narrative. Those words right there. Uh, revealed to me all that I need to know. He is a crazy, anti-vax, QAnon, dangerous maniac who should be left alone and be able to say whatever the fuck he wants. I've that's that that's how I feel about Joe Rogan. Probably a nice guy, but fucking crazy as shit. My God. All right. Inalienable rights apply universally, universally, but thanks for playing. I have listened to Rogan quite a bit. I never get, uh, got the idea. He was queuing on. Well, that's because you're not as smart as me, Jesse Codes. If you were as smart as me, you'd be me uh, talking to 60 people on Twitch from an attic above your garage. Satan sl- Satan's Slurpee huh, says not freedom of speech. Private organizations can stop you, stop you from saying stuff. Try swearing at work. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And Joe Rogan does have to play by those rules. It just bothers me to no end. Uh, this whole my way or the highway thing by uh, fucking idiots like Neil Young. So I, I, I'm kind of in a weird spot. I support Joe Rogan, but um, I fucking hate him at the same time. I hate the shit he believes. And he's going to try the old, I don't believe anything. I don't believe this. It's like, come on, dude. Quit fucking pulling my dick. Jesus. Chris uh, says, since the pandemic, he's really sided with the far right. I mean, just the people he runs with, the people he likes. It's obvious. He does have loads of people on and agrees and with other people. But with COVID, he's really remained on that side. Or try making fun of a shot clock or a dude's pants. Breaking news. No need uh, for an Adam Schefter report. Tom Brady has posted to Instagram the following. I have all... Need my glasses. I have always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. 
If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. Come on, dude. Why don't you just say, fuck this. I'm gone. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. Translation, I'm much better than all of you fuckers. And I have tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. Thus, you must be part of my TB12 nutrition campaign. This is difficult for me to write. But I have so much fucking money and a hot wife that I really don't give a fuck. I'm quoting here. These are all real quotes. But here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career. And now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Is there more to that? That's it? Can you, uh, you need to say I officially retire, right? Yeah, I don't actually see it on his Instagram, but I'm not that great on Instagram. Oh, there's more. There is more. To all the Bucks fans, I thank you. I didn't know what to expect when I arrived here, but your support and embrace have enriched my life and that of my family. I've been honored to play for such a passionate and fun fan base. What a crew. To the city of Tampa, blah, 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 blah. Thanks for letting me throw the fucking uh, uh, trophy. To the Glazer family, thank you. To Jason Lick, thank you for your daily support and friendship. I don't know who the fuck that is. To my head coach, Bruce Arians, thanks for telling AB to get the fuck out of here. I don't like him because he's black. Uh, There is no way we could have had success without your experience. Uh, Thanks for sending AB packing. I hated that guy. He's a crazy fucking asshole. To all the people that work for the Bucks, love you. To Alex Guerrero, what a journey, blah, blah, blah. To my parents and entire family, I love you. Thank you. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And lastly, to my wife, Giselle, and my children, Jack, Benny, and Vivi. Vivi, you are my inspiration. Which is the one kid that he makes out with? Remember that, cl- that clip years ago of him making out with his son? I always came off the field and home to the most loving and supportive wife. Who's done everything for our family, blah, 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 blah. And I'm beyond words, what you mean in my family. Te amo, amor is something in the language I don't know. Okay, now it doesn't actually say I have officially retired anywhere. So, you know, I mean, if you're going to do this, you need to, the last line you need to say is, I am no longer an NFL football player. I have retired. Right? I'm sick of him. Enough of him. He needs to go. He needs to go away. Rogers needs to go away. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is getting close to being having to go away because of his stupid girlfriend, who, by the way, is kind of homely, and he can do much better, and his idiot brother and his idiot mother, which uh, Twitter just roasted uh, his extended family. Um. His brother, the girlfriend, and the mom after the loss. That was absolutely fantastic. I love that so much. All right. Where the hell am I? Everything's out the window in this show. 
The tag accounting, 616-301-9516 for your uh, taxes, uh, personal tax return. No matter where you are in the U.S., if you would please reach out to tag accounting, 616-301-9516, you'd make me very happy. Um, it's going to cost you about the same as it would cost if you went and bought the fucking turbo tax. And uh, about the same if you went to any other accounting firm. The difference is, this is my guy. Please, please support the sponsors by having Troy Ginzer at Tag Accounting do your taxes. Anywhere in the U.S., you upload your information to him. He's going to do your taxes for you. He's going to give you a date as to when it's uh, going to happen, a date and a time. Keep the phone by you. That's how he works. Might have a question for you when it comes to your return. But uh, there's a few other details that he'll take care of. 616-301-9516. Very affordable. You will get more money back than what you're used to. Next thing you know, your return is done. Your money is in your account. 616-301-9516. Much better than doing it yourself. Boy, did I do everything right? Uh-oh. You know? Uh, and all the time that it takes to do that. Uh, that's all out the window. You don't have to worry about that anymore with tag accounting. This is a game changer for you. 616-301-9516. Jason Mays, who I just saw his adorable face this past weekend at paintball. Thank you for attending that, Jason. Uh, we got to get your son out there, by the way. I feel bad. He's just sitting there eating dipping Dots, playing jelly ball. Let's get his ass out there. Uh, 616-747-0233. Go to jmsynthetics.com. Pick out your Amsoil products, reach out to Jason, and order them. It's that simple. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you are in need of anything heating and cooling-wise, they can help you. Joe Martinez, Senor Martinez, who I think made his very first appearance on the Lost Zane recordings, which I wasn't aware of on the most recent episode, or one of the most recent episodes. Um, and I think he might've said, I used to hate your show, but now I like it. Isn't that right? Isn't that how it went? Uh, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. The rest, as they say, is history for anything heating and cooling after our service call, scheduled maintenance, a tune up, whatever it may be. If you are in West Michigan, call on Joe, 616-516-8579. I like Joe Burrow. But I like him less after this ridiculous press conference the other day. When did it become cool again? First of all, to wear a turtleneck. Second of all, to wear a gold chain outside of the turtleneck. And uh, when who decided that it looks cool to have a ridiculously garish Diamond-encrusted uh, set of your initials with a Nike swoosh. Look at that. That looks like shit. It's, uh, okay, it's really remarkable how uh, young-looking this guy is. I mean, he looks like he's 16. Uh, incredible athlete, big as a house, uh, two sports star, starred in basketball, starred in uh, football. 
He's turned out to be, he's, he has kind of like an air about him. Like, hey, I'm not surprised that we're here. He has a, a bit of confidence that's just a little bit, it, it would be off-putting. Uh, the world would probably be offended and hate this guy, Joe Burrow, um, if he were black. If this, not me, I wouldn't hate him. I don't hate Joe Burrow, and I wouldn't hate Joe Burrow if he were if uh, Joe Burrow were a black guy saying this shit. But the rest of the world would. I can promise you that the world's a horrible place. If a black guy wore this garish gear and said what he said in this clip, and had the confidence that Joe Burrow had or has, everybody would hate him without a doubt. You might be like, oh, that's bullshit, Satan. Now, come on. No, it's not. It is not. It's more so now than ever because you assholes have become more emboldened than ever because of Trump and Joe Rogan. It's all their fault. So I know there's many layers to this opinion, but it's true. And if you're denying it, that's because you're a racist. All right. If Joe Burrow were black he'd be the most, he'd be kicked out of the NFL. Okay. That's all true. Don't deny it. I know you're thinking it. You're just too much of a pussy to admit it. Uh, Nick says that the picture of uh, Burrow reminds him of the one of the rock wearing the fanny pack. Yes, it looks, it's just like that. So, this is what he said when they asked Joe Burrow if this about the necklace. Are the jewels on the necklace real diamonds? Listen to this douchebag response. They're definitely real. I think I make too much money to have fake ones. So, you know, these are real. Um, oh, I'm sorry. What was the second question? <laughs> what a cringy dorky overconfident shithead thing to say that can that that those words can only be uh delivered by a sweetly confident black man <laughs> when you take this pale-faced twat and he thinks that and says it talk about something he is not capable of pulling off oh my god this is horrible they're definitely real i think <laughs> I make too much money to have fake ones, so, you know, these are real. Um, oh. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the second question? <laughs> it was, it was. Oh, you're charming because you're white. If you were a black guy, we'd kick you out of the league. Oh, God. Oh, shit. That is rough. And it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen on a human being. And what a thing to say. Here we all are living paycheck to paycheck, grinding it out as best we can in our respective field. And this motherfucker, uh, here he is. Everything is lining up for him. Everybody loves the comeback kid. You know, white comeback kid, shitty team, shitty organization, going to the Super Bowl, and you fuck it all up with the real. <laughs> I make, make too much money to have fake ones. Oh, what a sick son of a bitch. What an asshole-ish thing to say.
Oh my God. Well, now I officially want the Rams to win. I wanted the Bengals to win, but now no way. Uh, the, or, the article that I took this from has all the usual, uh, has like reactions from people, their, their tweets. And I, I, I just love these. Um, some person named, uh, uh, it doesn't matter who says, and there goes the appreciate, appreciate, damn it. Appreciation for Joe Burrow seeming like a humble dude who gets it. <laughs> uh, some hot chick wrote "ew." This person wrote, that's the fuggliest thing I've ever seen talking about the actual necklace. Um, that's the fuggliest thing I've ever seen. And I grew up on Long Island in the eighties. If you're going to spend that much on diamonds, at least design something classier. I can think of one member of the audience who thinks it looks fantastic. Oh my God, that Joe Burrow. Look at that handsome devil. Oh my God. He's sporting that ice. Paul, get in here and look at this shit. Oh my God. I'm a little moist, Paul. Ooh, Paul. That's what you would you you used to wear this cubic zirconiums back in the day when we started to date, Paul. Oh, he's bringing it back, Paul. Oh, let's go for a walk because I'm all I got the vapors. Let's get this out of our system and get a sneakers on and go take a walk. Oh my god. <laughs> Crank writes, how about a jewel encrusted labia? Oh, no. More comments. Uh, what are things Peyton Manning would never say? This person says pretty distasteful. This person said, I thought he was hot. I take it all back. Some chick. If he thinks he makes too much money now, just wait for that second contract. Uh, there is the uh, picture of the rock wearing the fanny pack. God, I can't believe that was a good look. It does not look good now. It needs to go to leave. Uh, Nick says, Duchess loves the chain. The only thing is missing is the wife beater in a thick Jersey accent spoken past a cigarette. Oh, shit. Uh, Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin. Yes, Culkin. Macaulay Culkin swagged out. That attitude will get really old if he stops winning. But right now he's cool. And I double down and say it's because he's not black. Black guy cannot pull this off. Uh, everybody would turn on him and uh, refer to him as terrible things. You know, but if a white guy does it, it's cool. That is a crock of shit. Tum7123, late to the party, says Brady has officially retired. Breaking news. Yes, I know that. Thank you, though. I appreciate you keeping us, us up to date as to what's happening. Couldn't be more anticlimactic, though. Uh, because of the uh, one a few weeks ago or a few days ago or whatever it was. Let's see. Uh, I think I'm going to save the rest for later on because I got to get going. Uh, this is uh, the day that I have to get ready for Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, 1030. Uh, I'll be having uh, Jimmy from Maine taking on Dale in trivia. Good. The asshole of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming up, yeah. Brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. 
Uh, if you're uh, if you have a smaller, medium sized business, uh, do consider working with Blue Frost IT. If you're upgrading your computer systems, even for just the slightest change, if you do it yourself, you run the risk of well buying too much, too little, something wrong, slowing down your productivity because you're busy screwing with that. It's much easier to uh, get a complimentary consultation from Blue Frost IT. Um, for all of the things that they do. And they can basically give you a tech um, a consultation as to what is you know going on with your current setup, what really needs an upgrade. Uh, you know, basically suggestions about how to improve uh, your business. And uh, you basically have them give you their opinion and expertise on this to upgrade your tech. And then you, you do that and then you switch over from project work, which that's what that is, to managed work. And then they take care of all of your tech in the event of a breakdown. What I'm telling you is uh, don't do it yourself when it comes to your tech. Have an expert do it. Uh, reach out to Blue Frost IT, the number one tech company, IT company in West Michigan. 616-200-8550 for Blue Frost IT. Thank you so much. There is gun school this weekend. There is... A concealed pistol license class, CPL, CCW class at Prince Arming. If you are in West Michigan and you've always wanted to have the permit to carry your pistol concealed, you must take the class. Don't worry about whether or not you even have a handgun. That is not a requirement for the class. Just you and $125. Like Prince Charming, but drop the CH, princearming.com, or get to their Facebook page uh, by uh, uh, clicking on their logo at ericsaintshow.com, or just reach out to Steve himself, call or text, and say hello, 616-204-1705. Who is your asshole of the day? Talked about a lot today. Queen of the Forest, CDL exam, pass, fail, air brakes, Team knuckle dragger, idiot wearing, a, I just preed a little t-shirt. God, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Nils Lofgren, asshole of the day yesterday. That's the last time he will be mentioned on this show, I predict. Um, shower debacle, teeth brushing debacle, Madison drama. Uh, Kate loves Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow himself, Joe Rogan, and his long-winded response to all of the nonsense surrounding him. Who is your asshole of the day? What do you think? Hmm. I think it's between Rogan, because to me, the uh, suggesting mainstream narrative is bullshit and him not having the nerve to tell us where exactly he falls is fucking troublesome to me. I don't like that. But it's got to be Joe Burrow. Come on now. Seriously. Absolutely stupid. Joe Burrow is your asshole of the day that getting in under the wire uh nick who's stupid writes 
asshole of the day, Eric, for being mad at Joe Rogan for deferring to people who have degrees in the fields he discusses. I've already explained my side of it, but you're too thick-skulled for that to permeate your orangutan brain, okay? I'm not going to repeat it again to an ignorant twat who doesn't listen, so shut the fuck up. All right. There you go. That is the Eric Zane Show podcast for Tuesday, February 1, the free podcast. More coming up on Patreon. If you've liked this show, uh, put me on probation for one month, one freaking month, five or ten bucks a month, and check out the Patreon. Just sit back and enjoy it as best you can. If it sucks, cancel it. You get the rest of that month. Unlike Free Bear and Hot Wings show VIPs, when they cancel, that's it. They don't get the rest of that month, which I still can't believe that they do that. That's fucking theft. Uh, anyway, cancel it if you don't like it. You get the rest of the month. But if you like it, if you like it, convert it to a yearly, pay me the whole year, and I'll knock 10% off or go month to month. I don't care what you do. I appreciate you uh, at least trying. Patreon.com slash Eric Say. All right. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia happens at 1030 Eastern time. Thank you for being here for this one. Thank you. Bye-bye.